Wow, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Wrestling is Trash, the nonsensical wrestling podcast that talks about all things professional wrestling, past, present, and possibly the future. I am one of your co-hosts, Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash, Trash Boy number two, here with you to talk about this crazy-ass weekend that we just had for professional wrestling. All the events, all the wrestles, we're going to get into everything. But before we do that, I will allow my co-host to introduce himself while I take a nice sip of the non-sponsored beverage here for the holidays. Oh, yeah. What up, everyone? Nick Anicelli, Trash Boy Numero Uno, here on another Trash Tuesday to talk about something we've been talking about for a while, but I'm very envious of Lou right now because Coquito, Coquito is my shit. Look at look how frozen that shit is, bro. It's frozen. I can't believe this. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Well, that's all I got. Show. You know what? It's probably for the best that that's all I got. For now, got to keep it open. Now we got to we got to kill that. We got to kill that. But yeah, man, we had a, a hell of a weekend of wrestling. Highly speculated, but never reported. You know, I'm going to let you start. Let go go where you we, we bro. Talk. Let me tell you something. Whatever you want to talk about. Listen, bro. There's so much happening. Like, so much has happened, and so much is happening right now, like, in the IWC. Like, it's civil war right now on Twitter. Like, literally. There's a fucking literal civil war happening in the timeline. And I'm trying really hard not to participate. I haven't replied to anybody. I haven't, you know. Oh, I've replied to, to like, a couple things, but it's been very, like, light. But I'm not getting involved in it because, again, there's no winning with these people. There's no winning with anyone. It's, it's, a, it's a waste of time to even argue with these people. So it's just funny to me to sit back and laugh and, and, and see some of these reactions. But, dude, if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock <laughs> as a wrestling fan, you probably have heard that CM Punk has returned to not all elite wrestling, but to the WWE. Hell has frozen over. CM Punk is back on the WWE roster. He was on Monday Night Raw last night. And everyone lost their fucking minds, including me. Because we were watching the pay-per-view. We were texting. And right at the end of the show, we were texting each other like, no punk, man, but still good show. Entertaining show, man. Randy's back. He looks good. And then and you hear punk's music. And just I was really upset with myself because I was recording my TV right when before Randy came out. And then Randy comes out and I'm like, oh, cool with Randy Orton. And then he starts doing his thing. So I was like, ah, I don't need to record all this bullshit. And then at the end of the show, I thought about grabbing my phone again. But I was like, ah, the show's over, bro. Nothing's going on. It's a wrap, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, the biggest thing that's happened in wrestling in like the last 10 years happened. Um, so again, I'm just giving general overview reactions of Saturday because there's a lot, and I hate this phrase, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, there is. Uh, with this whole situation. So just as far as Saturday goes with the show, I was blown away by the fact that he's back. The show was a very good show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very entertaining. And uh the reactions to the return of uh one CM Punk was just uh 
mind-boggling to say the least. Yeah, and you know, obviously, same thing. So I lay down on the couch watching the watching the show, and when his music hit, I like no shit sat up, and I haven't done that in a while because even though we knew, there we go. There Come we on, go. Man. Give daddy some love. There it there is. There we go. A little bit. I gotta save some for my brother, bro. I can't drink this whole thing. I mean, I can, but yeah, I shouldn't. But we, it's like no one ever knew it was happening, right? Just like a lot of debuts and returns. Everything's speculation until it happens, right? Um, and I was just like, damn. Like, this dude's really here after almost 10 years, right? Pop out of me. Of course, like we said on the show, we both said, like, it'd get a pop out of us. The one thing I love about this, going into Monday, which WWE hasn't done, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been a very, very long time. Something AEW, I think, personally does very well is they left you going, talking after the show. Like with the with the Seth Rollins stuff. Like how no one knew until the next day that the main event talent knew that they were in the match. And then how everyone thought Drew left because of Punk. But he left really before then. And you see the camera, cameraman kind of waving and it's good i'm happy we didn't find that out right away because when i were texting like seth Rollins has been verbally known like i don't care for this dude and then drew's in contact uh contract like mode right now and Mm -hmm. punk's a big dude coming in not saying it's necessarily gonna knock drew down but you know punk's probably gonna take priority over him which is fair right it's fair to say and then uh but yeah man it was it was wild to see and I think I was saying I texted it to you. The one thing I I don't want to say didn't like about that, but just that twelve hours of reaction to Seth and Punk not knowing they like like you know what I mean. No one knew what was up. Man, they and I get what they did, and we're gonna dive into it with CM Punk leaving AEW. We have some news on that, but man, it just sucks that so much money. And not just money, because wrestling's all about money on the business side. We understand that, right? Oh, we yeah. That. Some, people, some people would say they're not in it to make friends. They're in it to make money. Exactly. And we're going to probably get into that and why they did certain things with Punk. But it just sucks, man. So many great wrestling moments could have happened if they – if prides – we don't know. We'll never know. But if some prides could have been put to the side with this Kenny Omega elite Punk – and that's what sucked about it all, because we had like a solid twelve hours of not knowing that Seth Rollins knew he was coming out. You right. see him flicking him off, dropping F completely on WWE life, right? Yeah. Like if that would have been MJF doing it to him, would have made all the sense in the world because that's his right. character. Like they allow that on TV, especially on pay per views. When WWE, you never see that. You know what I mean? Like that. Then Seth Rollins giving him the birds, I guess, rated R as they go. No pun intended. But right. <laughs> um. I'll say this, and this is, and I'll say this full disclosure: I got completely worked. I did too. I got, I got completely worked, bro. I saw that Seth Rollins, that first Seth Rollins. Why am I slurring already? That's crazy, right? My man, slurring. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I got completely worked, bro. Uh, from that first video with Seth Rollins doing the pointing and the cursing, and Michael Cole and Corey Graves are holding him back or whatever. We, we were all sending that shit to each other, like all of us. The whole wrestling chat, you and me, we were all sending that shit back and forth. And we were like, yo, I don't know. I think Rob was like, I think Rob had alluded to like, it's a, it's like, that's a work or whatever. 
I was like, I don't know, man. He looks fucking pissed off. Like, he really looks pissed. And then we started getting, like, the fan angles of it, the high-rise angles, the front-row angles. Uh, A friend of mine, I mean, uh, a friend of mine from Twitter, Shining Polaris, was at the show. And she recorded, literally, if you saw the video of Drew leaving, like, holding the side of his head, like, that was her video. And she recorded it. Oh, shit. Um, So seeing that and then the other video did you see the other video with seth rollins where he's like um you can see his mouth moving but you, you can kind of hear him saying it better too. not be the fuck back there and all yeah that. he's yeah. like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna go back there and punch him in his fucking face i'm like i was watching it. i'm like dude like if this is a work this is a this is a hell of a sell of a work because dude i'm i'm convinced this is real like when i first saw it like i was convinced so quick, quick question need a quick answer we don't have to oh, die yeah. Shoot fight, who wins, Seth or Punk? In real life, then boys. Oh, Seth, man. Well, I I mean, you know what, man? Fuck. Punk was a UFC fighter. He did lose his fight, but he was in the UFC. You can argue they're literally like the same size. Shit. They might knock each other out. They just might knock each other out, bro. Yeah. But no, I agree with you, man. Sorry that I kind of cut you off with the question there. But yeah, like it it worked me. And then, you know, one thing I want to say, like, Punk looked like he put on some size. I don't know if he was just the t-shirt, was complimenting the dude, no homo, but he looked, everyone's saying he looks younger, which he does, but when you have a longer beard, when you have a longer beard and a longer hair, that's going to make you look older, and that's what he kind of had when he was in AEW for the most part. I think he, so he definitely grew his hair out, and I think he shaved the beard down a little bit. I I, I suspect there's a little bit of just for men situation happening there. Yeah, because you know that's a WWE thing. They love doing that shit. When Diesel, when Kevin Nash came back as Diesel, he he had the worst just for men die job like of all time. So, and again, that's fine. It's not a big deal, but he definitely looked like a little like. And it's weird because he hasn't been gone that long. Like it hasn't been. It's and and the thing, yeah. And the thing is too, it's not like we knew he was coming back because all the reports he didn't sign till Saturday, and he. So the other report, I don't know if you saw, I think I saw it today, was he kind of started the conversation. And it wasn't, you know, the, the Fed reaching out to him, which obviously I think they would have. So I'm not saying he came right. calling back. Not like that. But, like, yeah, what they say with the reports, they had like an hour-long conversation with Triple H. And Triple H alluded to it on the press conference, you know, which is kind of true in life. Like, if you're the same person you were 10 years ago, you know, so, right. but it, dude, this thing took over the internet. Yeah, for real. Like, not just like ESPN shared this, Sports Center shared this, Pat McAfee talked about it on his show, like, most watched video or post or whatever in WWE history. Like, I knew Punk was a draw, don't get me wrong, but I don't know, man. I'm waiting to see the raw rating. You know, we're not ratings people on this show, but right. I don't, for those who pay attention, the football game last night sucked. There wasn't a single touchdown scored. It was nothing but field goals. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't even bother with that. Um, I guess one one thing I want to dive into before we start, because I know we'll probably be on this punk thing for a little bit. We got to give Randy some credit, man. He Randy looks in phenomenal shape. He came out. You know, he was applauding Punk, saluting Punk, like, in that regard. But, man, he looked like he didn't miss a beat on Saturday. Yeah, and then even last uh, 
Yeah, let's not uh, overlook the big return of the night that happened before Punk. Obviously, you know, the Punk thing's kind of taken over everything. But Randy Orton coming back, jacked. Jacked. Just looking like, you know what I'm saying? Super built, ready to go. Came out, looks like he didn't miss a beat. He was hitting his spinning suplex. He hit his RKO from the fucking I know. top of the gauge and shit. Great RKO. Shout out to JD. Don't Google me for for coming up with that spot or whatever. I don't know if he came up with it, but he definitely planked to make sure he was in perfect position to get that RKO done. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, man, shout out to Randy Orton, bro. He comes back. He looks great. He seems like he's re-energized, and he was saying 10 more years, 10 more years. Yeah. That promo um, last night he had, um, like even when he came out to the ring, he literally said, I don't know if you saw, I didn't see the video video until today, but when he was like grabbing the turnbuckle to go up there, he's like, I haven't done this in a while. I'm going to soak it in before he yeah. had like exposed. And he's advertised to be on SmackDown Friday, man. I really mm-hmm. hope it's him and Roman at the Rumble. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, they could definitely go back to that for yeah. sure. It's about time this part-timer shows up and do his job, bro. Sick of yeah, this man. guy. Yeah, then then um, but yeah, man, Randy, he looked amazing talent-wise, everything he does. He doesn't look like he's aged either. Yeah. Now, granted, he's not as old as everyone thinks, and to include myself, because he started when he was like 20. You know what I yeah. mean? So I'm I'm gonna look up his age right now, but he's gotta be what? No older than 40, like two, would you say? He's 43. He's 43. Shit, I'm fucking two years older than that guy. He's I'm he's thirteen older than me, and he looks ten times the better shape I am. <laughs> and uh yeah, man, it was dope seeing him. Like I said, shout out to the ladies. Uh I thought they had a great match. Oh yeah, um, it was dope. The only thing I critique on the card is because Bailey carried that war games match, not in a bad way, but she was the MVP there. I'm happy. She got a lot of flowers and everything online, it seems like yeah, in backstage. Really so good. And the match of the night that you picked, and I would have agreed with you, but I wanted to be different. Santos and Dragon Lee needed like five, ten more minutes. Yeah, right? man. What the fuck? Up. I don't know why that match was so short. Like there was, I mean, I get it. The War Games matches, you got to make sure that they have plenty of time because there's a lot going on there. The way the match is set up, like it doesn't even start till yeah. like twenty minutes in. You know what I'm saying? I get it, but you couldn't give five minutes to, you know. Give him five extra minutes to Santos and Dragon Lee and let him come up with something, man. Like, and I'm I was not, really looking forward to that match. And it was a yeah. good match, but it was just like a, it was almost like a SmackDown match. Yeah, and here's the thing: like Gunther and Miz had a good match. I thought, right? I thought the Miz yeah. was good there, but you probably could have taken two minutes from that match and gave it to them, and maybe even a few minutes from Rhea and Zoe as well. Yeah, like out of those three matches, in my opinion, that should have had the most time. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, hopefully they run again. Again, the show ended at what, like before midnight. It's like, who gives a fuck if it's another five minutes? Just give an extra five minutes to Santos and Drake and let the fuck. And with all the speculation and the Randy return, you weren't going to lose viewers. Yeah. People weren't that that pay per view could have went another 45 minutes. I would have kept watching everyone because of CM Punk and Randy Orton. People would have definitely have kept watching. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good show overall. And then, um, but Lou, I'm going to ask you, I'm, I'm going to have you go first And this. I say this because we're both big AEW fans. We're both CM Punk fans. Let's, what did you think of the promo last night? 
All right, so I'm going to say, first of all, I'm going to start this off by saying that that Raw last night was fucking garbage. It was trash. It was a fucking terrible episode of Monday Night Raw, and I was triple disappointed because of the hype that I built up to myself all weekend long waiting. For, dude, you don't understand. Yesterday, I was at home all day like, oh, my God, it's 3 o'clock. All right, that's fucking five hours. Let me go do this. All right, Monday Night Raw, okay, cool. so it's 630. Oh, shit, it's 7 o'clock. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting close. Like, I was, like, ready to fucking watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Like, I planned my whole day to get ready for Raw because I was just excited. And I figured that they were going to save Punk till the end of the show, but I was hoping they would maybe start with him or maybe do, you know how sometimes they do, like, at the 9 o'clock hour, they'll do a big angle or whatever. So Which they actually cool. did the big angle with Cody, but yeah. I was hoping maybe it would be CM Punk so we could get it out the way. Um. But no, we got Randy Orton to start the show, which was fine. Totally Sorry. cool with that. Cool with that angle to set that up and to get that all going. And then Daddy's back. Yeah, Daddy's back. And then we get a fucking trash episode of Monday Night Raw. Again, the only thing worth talking about on the show was the beginning and the end. The not so much the match between Bronson Reed and um Ivar, but the end of the match, what happened afterwards, like that was pretty fun. Mm. The match itself was whatever. Um, and really, I'm trying to think, oh, then then the uh, Creed brothers getting a big win that was pretty cool to see the Creed brothers like come out on Raw. And- yeah, they're kind of getting the, the rocket strap to them, yeah, and they're great, they're really yeah. good. So, I'm happy with that. But other than that, dude, like, so I'll tell you this because I didn't tell you last night. I went to bed at 1030 Mm -hmm. last night. I couldn't watch anymore. I couldn't do it. I was sitting there like, I can't fucking watch anymore of this shit. And it was only half an hour left. Wrestling's hard to watch on the East Coast, man. Bro, it was only half an hour left. And I was like, I'm done. I can't do that. After that fucking Nia Jax match. Nia Jackson's always start. I was like, I can't. I'm not fucking. I, I can't, dude. I can't do this shit anymore. I and I just went to. Bro, I went to sleep. Yeah. I didn't give a fuck about CM Punk or anything else that was gonna happen because I was like, I'll watch this shit on my phone in the morning. And literally, that's exactly what I did. I woke up at four fifteen in the morning to get ready for work, and I grabbed my phone and. I went right on Twitter and it was right there. The whole yep. six minutes and 43 seconds of his promo. So now regarding the promo, I've been thinking about this all day. Now I'm not going to sit here and judge this dude based off of one promo on the first show back and this first time being back and God knows how long. But I didn't like it. Okay. I'll just say that I didn't like the promo. Um, I thought it was very fucking weird that the way the way he ended that promo. Um and I like I definitely I'm gonna definitely say I expected a little bit more. Like I thought he was gonna get first of all more time. Like he literally only got seven minutes to Yeah, talk. so Randy and they reported today Randy and Dom went over. So they had to cut time from Punk. That's a great start to this whole thing. Yeah. So that's he probably has something else to say, and he had to kind of like, yeah, cut you know his main point out of it or whatever. But even with that, like 
I thought that they would have done, and again, I'm thinking that, but not it's not even just me. Like the rumor is that him and Seth are gonna headline night one of WrestleMania. Yeah. You have months to build that shit up. So again, you don't have to rush anything. So that's why I'm not like Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to get like mad about it or make a big judgment call about it or whatever. But I was kind of hoping that we were gonna get like a face to face or something with Seth and him just to at least kind of start this little thing, you know? But the promo itself I wasn't a fan of, dude. I just I was not a fan of it. It was very pandering. It was uh, literally PG punk. And I hate to use that expression because that expression, that shit was trending on Twitter. Yeah. Um, But, dude, it, it's like I'm seeing a lot of people voice their opinions on this thing. And some people do have a point as far as, like, he's a bit of a hypocrite for coming back. And yeah, after so, all the things that he said, like, suck a blood uh, – what did he say? Suck a to the Miz. He said, "Suck a blood-soaked Saudi dick." Yeah, a blood money. You know that whole thing. I can't wait for him to go to his first Saudi. Show. <laughs> he's yeah. I'm, I can't wait till when they do a Saudi show and then like he's gonna fucking go there now. And he'll get um, a massive pop. That's the thing too. Oh my god. Um. So I can understand some people who kind of are like calling him out on his shit that he's a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to that whole thing. And all these past couple years, all the shots that he's taken at WWE, two-for-one extravaganza thing that he said to this one. Like, I get it. But it was cool to see him come back. And I know that they're going to build something that's going to be worth watching. But as far as last night, I just wasn't like... I When I watched it this morning, I was like, damn, that was it? Like, yeah. that's that's... I'm glad I went to sleep. So I'm right there with you in the regards of that's it. And I think it's because, as wrestling fan, we were very, very hyped. I was the same way as you. Yo, it's punk. I wasn't expecting any shots at AEW or anything like that because that's not WWE's thing. They're, I think- they're under an NDA, bro. Do people yeah. not understand that? Yeah, like he's – and even if they were, I don't think he would have mentioned shit like that anyway. Maybe like – Seth would mention it, and maybe he will. Seth will take a shot at him, like right. with that, maybe. Um, but so Justin Labar, he does wrestling ink and bust it open. And I was listening to his take on it, and he's like, "They'll never." He's like, "You'll never hear Punk bash AEW because WWE can't make money off it," which is true. Like that, like in the regards, like I don't think he's gonna badmouth Tony Khan on like, like what does that do for WWE business really? Um, but he said him being a hypocrite and coming back is the storyline they're going to go with. Like when he said, I'm home and referencing things like that, they obviously do the teaser out there with Heyman with the wise man thing. Um, cause sports illustrator reported, he's going to do a storyline with Roman, but steps first, which the first thing I didn't like about that. Cause as much as we want to see punk and Roman probably makes me think is Cody not going to win at Rumble. Yeah, they unless, have a, Roman they have a, fights, unless Roman fights Cody, say, I mean, unless Roman, unless Punk beats Rollins and Roman goes after Punk's title, maybe that's a thing. I don't know, but anyway, he, I didn't, I didn't think it was anything special, but like I agree with you in the regards. He just, just came back. The Rumble is literally two months away. I think it's January twenty fifth, and last yeah. night was the twenty seventh. So. 
as much and that if that's going to mania like so what do first off like and it seems like this all came quick so to be real i bet you they don't have i bet you they know sets the angle but i really doubt they know what's in between now and then yeah I but, think, now we're, um, but now we're talking seth and punk so gunther's not winning the rumble because cody entered the rumble and you know what, what do they do now what like what do they do now so it's I all think, convoluted now. Yeah, because here's the thing. So I think the easy answer for Gunther is Gunther and Brock. That's going to be the answer, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with that, especially if it's for the IC title as well. And Gunther somehow wins. I think that's yeah. beautiful, actually. I think he would have to win. Because I don't Gun- think Brock is going to win. I think the question with Gunther isn't if it's when he wins the world title. Like, I think everyone can say that. Like, you know what I mean? This is one of them. Yeah, he's going to – it sucks. He has to take a back seat because everyone loves him and where he's going. But, like, if any of us had the pen, we'd probably put do the same thing. Yeah. But me personally, I'm – even back in the day when Austin did it and shit, I'm not a fan of back-to-back Rumble winners. So, like, I don't want Cody to win the Rumble, especially when that's the obvious route. I'd rather have Punk win it just because Punk's never won one. So give that dude the accolade, right? Like, not well, that he. That's the thing too. Like, I thought since maybe last night Cody put in for the Royal Rumble, I was like, oh, okay, so they're starting this now. People are starting to declare for the Royal Rumble. Cool, I love that. I thought maybe since they did that, maybe CM Punk would come out and be like, you know what? I'm declaring for the fucking Royal Rumble too. I've never won a Royal Rumble. I've never headlined WrestleMania. This is why I'm back. Blah 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 blah. Like you kind of go into that kind of thing. So when I heard the promo, I was just kind of like, "Dude, what the fuck? What? It, like, what is this? I didn't even understand like what he was trying to go for." But again, oh, go. We gotta let it play out. I gotta let and it that, play out. I can't expect exactly, it all in one night. And that's exactly because it's like as not good as it really was. You want to watch next week to see what he says or does next. Yeah. And I don't think he's gonna be on SmackDown if Randy's gonna be on SmackDown. Because I think moving forward, Randy's going to be on SmackDown. Because SmackDown mm. needs star talent. Yeah. They do. Now that, because you got to think, there's no way, I get it, they're leaving Fox, but you can't have Seth, Gunther, Becky, Punk, like Cody, Randy yeah. all on the same show and yeah, yeah, just yeah. have Roman and LA Knight on the other one. Like, right. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I agree. And it's like, I, I'm honestly fine if Punk wins the Rumble. Like, I would not be mad about it. Dudes never want it. Fresh back. Cool way. Like, who would have thought in August Punk would be potentially winning the Rumble in four months? Like, you know what I mean? That's why I'm like, I'm strapped in. They see what happens. But I wish he would have done a little more. But it's like, the thing, I'm trying to think how to work. I wasn't expecting an AEW promo from when he first returned in 2021. I was not expecting, because that Nothing will that I think even him winning, say he wins the main event night one, you could argue that still him making that return after seven years to AEW is still a bigger moment. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because you know, I mean, he wasn't expected to ever come back to wrestling, wrestling. Like, like him coming back to WWE is up there, but I still think his return or debut in AEW trumps the return to WWE. Was it a crazier moment, maybe, the WWE one? Because no one ever thought he was going to come back. But from AEW, from the start of it, when they introduced it January of 2019, everyone was like, yo, 
Punk's gonna go there, right? Like, and they tried. Tony said he tried and just shit didn't work out. Then COVID happened, yeah. whatever. But and I and even I, the Fox thing, even the Fox thing, when he came out on that Fox show, I was like, oh my god, he's for sure coming back. Like, this is just a stepping stone to him coming back to WWE, and it never happened. Yeah, yeah. And then, but it's like, do you think they're in a weird booking predicament or promo booking? Because yeah, of course, because of all the shit he said in AEW. Because I bet you when, because here's the thing: when Punk, you're hearing all these reports from Monday Night Raw and the pay per view that he was great to everyone. Obviously, yeah. it's the honeymoon phase. I bet you when he would have came yeah. to AEW in 2021, no one thought two years later he would have been fired, suspended once for a long time, injured, and was part of a huge two huge ordeals in the company's history. Yeah. So it's like. What I'm waiting for, what I'm waiting for is the moment like where Seth Rollins has a has a, a Matt Riddle moment where he's like, "Yo, you still there, Riddle?" and he says some off color shit that Punk doesn't like, and then backstage he tries to play that like, "What the fuck? This guy's going into business for himself," and Triple H is gonna be like, "Uh, uh, uh nah, bro, you, we don't do that shit here. You need to calm the fuck down," because Triple H. That's the one thing I'll say about like WWE, Triple H, Nick Khan, all these people. Yeah, they it. have the ability to be like, I don't give a fuck how big you think you are. Shut the fuck up. Do your job. This is what we're doing. Be a professional. Blah, blah, blah. That's something that Tony Khan could take a page out of. Yeah. And it's like, because, you know, it seems like just off of last night, what Seth said, Seth's going to be the heel in this. Which I like, so I think sex uh, set is a better heel than a face. Right. Um, but, like, Seth's got to take those shots, right? Like, there's no way they, they go to Mania and Seth doesn't mention the two-for-one extravaganza. Yeah. Like, there's no way, yeah. like, that doesn't get mentioned. Yeah, man. That, and this is what I'm liked about it because Punk's always been the rebel. That's his character. That's just him as a human, right? So, saying what he said the AEW shots on WWE, there's nothing wrong with what he said. Now I'm intrigued how he backfires that. Because he always has something to say. Yeah. It's like all those, like the 2011, the summer of punk when he was the anti-hero, like all that shit he was saying, he's like, now doing. Yep. And it's like him, like, so I don't think him saying I'm home last night was like, a, I think that was more of a storyline thing than what he truly mean. Because right. if none of that shit happened in AEW, the Jack, I'd say if the Jack Perry thing didn't happen, this never happens. I know, right? Ain't that some shit? If, if fucking Tony Khan would have just fired Jack Perry and took CM Punk's side, Punk would still be in AEW. Who would have thought when CM Punk first came out? Remember, didn't he compliment Jack Perry, Jungle Boy? Yeah. Who would have yeah. thought, just in general, when he came out on that first ever Rampage, that two years later, that Jungle Boy Jack Perry would be the reason Punk's not there. But it's funny, even he he complimented him, and then he told them, "But one day I'm gonna kick your ass." And they both kind of laughed at it. It's like, what the fuck? What like what a fucking prophetic like statement? Yeah, and it's like, but so I guess not to transition because we're always gonna hop back to it. But I guess we can speak on. The news, I'll let you take the lead on that. Well, let me ask you one thing before we move on to that. So, friend of the show, Big Broadway Joe El Cantante, sent me a message 
and this is literally like an hour ago. He sent me a message and it says, what's the most shocking WWE return of all time? So I'll tell you what I told him while you sit and think about that, because I know that came out of left field. So I told him for me, it was when Brock Lesnar came back on mm-hmm. Cena at that uh, at the AAA. Well, it was the AAA at the time, the Miami arena. Uh, uh, and they had the when Cena and Rock had the one in a million match. Yeah. And then the next night he's like, I want him to come out so I can shake his hand, tell him he's the better man. And fucking Brock Lesnar shows up after like nine years of not being in WWE. That to me is like probably up there as the most shocking. And, you know, I completely he mentioned Cody and I completely forgot about Cody. Like, I completely forgot about that one. That's that's up there. That's like number one or number two. That Cody comeback. Yeah, and I think the Cody comeback is just a bigger deal because of the circumstance. EVP at AEW, all that bullshit, and now he comes over here. But I definitely think Punk is in that conversation. Yeah, I know. If you if you ask me instant ones that come to mind, right when you asked Brock was actually the first one that came to mind. Cody's up there. I'm going to say both of Punk's, right? Punk's return to wrestling and Punk's return to AEW. But maybe The Rock, when he came back, in 2011 to host the mania before that because like he was, that such was huge a, that he was, was just huge. a massive star and for me personally i was younger well i was like i don't know i was like 18 19 whatever but i wasn't on following like dirt sheets then so you might know more than me i had no idea who this guest host for wrestlemania was yeah it was they the way they played that was so good because some some people even were saying it was lady gaga yeah and then Right before the right before they did the Michael Cole announced the thing and they turned the lights off, like they had a, a woman come out of a limo and they were just showing like her feet. And they were like, Who is it? Who is it? And I was like, Oh my god, is it really fucking Lady Gaga, bro? Like, are you fucking kidding me? No, it's the wrong. And then they did all the lights thing or whatever, and he can't do that fucking pop. That pop was incomprehensible. Yeah. How loud that shit was. Yeah, yeah. I say that because Anytime now, since then, when The Rock comes back, it's a massive thing. But you, that's it. That even though he's come and gone, like that was his return to wrestling. You know I think I mean? at that point, that was the longest time that he had been away. Yeah, because he did that match at WrestleMania 20, which was 2004. Yeah, and I remember he got a big pop because in 08 he came back just for the Hall of Fame. He put his yeah. dad and his grandfather in. And then three years later, he was was on No Shit TV. So, yeah, I'd say those. Those are the first instant ones that come to mind. Um, But, yeah, if you want to hit on the – do you want to hit on the MJF stuff first or do you want to – Yeah, so changing gears a little bit, uh, we got a weird breaking news, like, from a wrestler by the name of Maxwell Jacob Friedman who – Decided to break the news to Twitter that he has a torn labrum and that he's still going to work the world's end pay-per-view, but he's definitely got a, a serious injury. And then he immediately deleted it. Like after like a couple minutes, he deleted oh, that. Oh, I never knew this got deleted. This is new. Yeah, he posted that shit. And then all of a sudden, when you went to refresh, it was gone. But at that point, everybody had already screenshotted it and was sharing it and blah, 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 blah. So the, the, Cat was out of the bag at that point, but he definitely uh, chose a weird way to break that news. But again, 
you know, in the age of social media, everybody, you know, it's that's where you break news <laughs> now. So, um, I think this is it's pretty serious. It's really a bad time for people to be getting hurt right now in AEW because they need all their stars. But I think that he was going to end up dropping that belt at World's End anyway. So, you know, it makes sense for him to work the show. And then they can do an angle after whatever match it is that he, I mean, he's wrestling Samoa Joe. So um, I'm assuming he's going to drop it to Joe unless the plans change. And, uh, you know, they can always do an angle afterwards where, you know, with the devil, he gets hurt and then he can just be off TV for a while while he gets better. And that's where you have your Will Ospreys. That's where you have your Kenny Omegas. That's where you have your Swerve Strickland. Now, hear me out. Before I let you go uh, and give your two cents on this, I wanted to ask you earlier what... So, I actually wanted to ask a couple of things about AEW. But my main thing is, like, how, how... What are the optics like for AEW right now with this punk signing? Like... So, this is what scares me. And it's a Tony thing. Because one, MJF can't be hurt right now. Just... Not just because of the punk stuff he's just on a roll right. is, you can argue one of if you had male female top five hottest people in the industry right now he's obviously in there right you can't argue that debate it debate with him up you're like you know what i mean so that sucks but tony's a very reactive guy we all know that right like the most recent one was the tuesday night war the thing with Nick Khan, I saw. I forgot about that one where he was. With yeah, Tony what was that all about in the first place? Because I remember I saw him made a meme. Shit on this guy. Yeah, and someone said Nick Khan took it personal after this. Well, yeah, he should have. He called him like a piece of shit and a carny. I was like, Bro, and that what was are you so that doing? was during the whole when they were working with Impact. Because I remember yeah, they I used like, to show the. I was like, what, Bro, what? what are you doing? But WWE did nothing during that time to AEW either. So that that's just what be yeah. at. And then you have QT Marshall leaving, like, behind the scenes. Like, I don't know. That kind of raises flags to me, you know. Not as a talent. You can lose QT Marshall the talent. But it seemed like he was very well-respected and smart backstage. He didn't like where Chris. Tony, I think, needs to eat a piece of humble pie. Right? Because he's been doing this for now three years, four years, whatever it is. And he's been killing it. Tony's been killing it. I will never roast the man for what he's done. The talent he's brought in, the shows he's produced. But, dude, he needs help. Like, he needs help. He is way too busy just as a human. Like, we've said this before. But if I'm an AEW talent, I'm not worried, right? Because they have have money. They're doing good. But, like, even leading up to this, like, the ratings were down. Attendance was down. Like, you bring in Edge and, like, Edge is a massive star and can help out that locker room. But, like, business-wise, he's not helping, right? Yeah. And I bet you even in WWE, his business wasn't helping. Like, you know what I mean? Ratings weren't through the roof when Edge was announced to be on TV. And that's no yeah. shot him. We love Edge. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you give your thoughts. But I don't know. Like, you can't say it's sunshine and rainbows there right now, right? right. You know nothing's really wrong with the company because there's not. But come on, man! CM Punk showing up there like that's got to create stir some conversation. Well, there. for you me, know, it's like I'm trying to say, yeah. But for me, yeah, because for me, it's like you know, you fire this guy for cause, 
and then he just goes back to WWE and gets a big fat three year multi year fucking contract. And it's like, okay, well, he was a dick over here. He punched Jack Perry in the face. He started all this bullshit. He fucking had the scrum fight and all this stuff. He gets fired, but then he goes off to quote unquote the bigger company. And now he's making money and he's fucking probably gonna headline WrestleMania. So and, like what the fuck? Like And to add to it, it's been known in the summer, Seth said he's a cancer. It's been known there's tension with him and Seth. And what does WWE yeah. do instantly? Put him right to set. So listen, I found the I found the Tony Khan. One Khan Hold on. In the wrestling business, Nick. And I think there's only room for one Khan in the wrestling business, Nick. And it's me. It's Tony Khan. It's not some con man from Connecticut. <laughs> like, why? The funny shit about this is that he's sitting here wearing these big, ridiculous aviator glasses. Like, he looks like a... <laughs> This guy, dude, this guy's so unhinged, bro. Um, but yeah, it's like the reason I brought that up was because I was gonna ask you. It was like a two part question. Like the two part question is: Does the op- are the optics really bad for AEW with this Punk signing? And again, they fired him. So yeah, like it's not like he left AEW and chose WWE. Like he got fired. Did you see you know this? What I mean? Your your screen is very shiny. Look at that. Maybe lower brightness. The AEW fan burning his CM Punk shirt. Oh, man. Get the fuck out of here. I saw that. These guys, dude. This ain't no LeBron James fucking situation, bro. Get out of here. But no, continue. And, like, who's that hurting in the end? It's hurting you. You're burning the thing you paid for, you fucking morons. Um, But, yeah, again, he got fired. It's not like he, again, I'm repeating myself, but it's not like he chose to leave AEW to join WWE. No, he got fired, dude. So... On one hand, it's like it shouldn't hurt the optics of AEW, but the general fan who's not paying attention to AEW, they don't give a shit. They're like, oh, he left AEW, now he's over here. Yay, we win. He's back. Like, so it looks bad. Like, it just looks bad, dude. Especially that they put this guy, like, they have him come out at the end of the pay per view of Big Return. They put him on the, the top of the hour, Monday Night Raw, like, to close the show. Like, He's rumored to headline night one of WrestleMania with Seth Rollins for a title. It's like, damn, bro. It's got to hurt AEW in some way. But would you say, now I want to wear this right because obviously I'm a fan of AEW. I watch every week. I literally just spent money to get floor seats for a pay per view. But I would argue, because I don't believe in the AB kind of thing, but would you say this is the first time? Since AEW's existence, where it's clearly looked like it's the smaller company. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially now that they're having like attendance issues and they're having to do a couple things to like mask the top part of the arena. You know what's hurting them too? It's like they really need to take Ring of Honor. And what I think they should do with Ring of Honor, which I've said this before on this show, they need to send Ring Ring of Honor to Daly's place and leave it there. Where where you're gonna get that like Orlando crowd who gets to go to those shows and like mm-hmm. fill that little arena, so every week it's packed instead of because bro I'll keep it a buck. NXT when they came when they came here, I watched. They started with so they started with two Ring of Honor matches. Then they had um Dynamite, and then they did Rampage, and then they had more Ring of Honor. That's a lot and of I was like, dog. 
I watched the first match of the second part of the Ring of Honor, and I bounced, bro. And I'm a Ring of Honor guy. But at that point, it's just like, bro, it's been like four fucking hours. Like, I got to go, bro. Like, And I left. You know what I mean? And that shit's that shit hurts them when they're trying to promote, like, Ring of Honor and shit. And you're watching the shows, and, like, it's a half-empty arena. And another thing, too, is, like, stop going back to the same places over and over again. Like, go to some new places where people want to see your show. Because, like, I know a lot of people right now, bro, money's tight. Like, a lot of people don't have money to go do this bullshit. So if they've already seen Dynamite and it comes back, they're like, well... We already saw it, so yeah. we don't really need to go again. You know what I mean? And like, they don't go. The prime example for me with that, and it's just because I remember seeing it, was um, holy shit. What's the AEW Dynamite special they do at Arthur Ashe Stadium? What the hell is it called, though? Grand Slam. Oh, okay. Um, since 2021 to 2023, attendance and viewership has dropped for that specific because they're in the same place yeah. every year. Like you, I agree. I couldn't. One, I as a fan, I want. I want to go more. Yeah, you know, come what back I mean? here. They came here yeah. once. Like, come back. I'll go again. Like for, like, like for real. I hate having to compare them to WWE, but WrestleMania was here in LA in April, so they did the whole shebang here, right? The whole week, whatsoever. Then they were here for Raw in September, right? I just went to. They did a whole house loop show in the area. And now they're coming back for Raw again in February. And they're going to do another loop around here because then SmackDown. So SmackDown's doing Northern California. Raw's coming to Southern California. Hmm. And it's like, how are you doing that that many times in a calendar year? But Dynamite came here literally the beginning of January, like January 5th, and then didn't come back till November. Well, that's because that company's been around for 40, 50 years. Yeah. And they have a fan base of it. Bro, WWE has a fan base of like dudes who watched it and then those dudes had kids and now they watched it with their kids and their kids grew up and now their kids are having yeah. little kids who are not watching it. Like, w- it's generational, man. Like, that yeah, shit. W just needs, they need to travel, like you said, more out of their Yeah, they gotta, they gotta go to different places, bro. Get out of stop going to the same bill. Stop going to fucking Chicago. The, the United Center is great. I get it. But why the fuck are you guys in Chicago like every other fucking show? Like it's ridiculous, yeah. dude. And that's what the Chicago. I don't know. If I was Tony, like I don't get how they haven't done. They did all in, right? In the UK, 81,000 tickets. You own an NFL stadium. How how are you not doing double or nothing there in the summer? Yeah, I think, damn. See, we've 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 talked about this on here before. I feel like they would not be able to sell that out. I don't think that an American. It's on the Wembley. Yeah, but that's overseas, man. Those people are starving for fucking wrestling over there. Remember, they don't get like regular dynamites and shit over there that yeah. they can go see. Like it's this is like once a year for them. So yeah, they they went and they went they wanted all they all wanted to go and see that shit. So they swarmed to get those tickets. But like and especially in Jacksonville. <laughs> so you don't think they could do even like 40 I think they could still do like 45,000. I mean they I don't think they'll sell out. They might be I mean, damn, I don't know, bro. Cuz again, they're having trouble filling 
seven, eight thousand, you know, seats in some of these arenas, man. Like not even to take a shot. Edge doesn't do his entrance on the other side for a reason. Man. Right. It's. But. It's a. It's. I, I mean, I feel we're bashing them a lot when they don't deserve it, but I think it's kind of reality. No, it's not even bashing. It's like it is what it is. Like stuff has to change with AEW. They need to, you know. And it's not about being more like WWE. It's just like you guys got to change some shit. Like honestly, my question I mean, was a two-part question. Worry. They need to not worry about WWE. Yeah, they need to stop with the shots and the you know the little bullshit constantly bringing them up. Your owner calling out their owner in some freaking random like stop doing that shit, dude. Um, so I had a two-part question with the optics thing. My second question was gonna be. If you were running AEW right now, what would you do, like, immediately right now? Like, what's one of the first things you do right now to kind of make a splash? So I'm no shit Tony Khan. Yeah. I bring in Bill Goldberg for his retirement. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm kidding. Um, honestly, instant reaction, I put Edge and... Brian Danielson on creative. Oh, nice. I, I use their minds. I bring in creative help. I realize it's not a one man show and test, test trial. Yeah. Test trial. Cause both yeah. of them are both passionate and obviously they have their writers who have like, bring, well in Shivani, bring in Shivani. I even other people like bring in Taz, bring in these wrestlers who have the experience who are obviously loyal to your company. Ask JR more questions. Yeah. And like you have Big Show there. You have Mark Henry there. And I feel like they're just especially like a Mark Henry. I don't even know what he does. Is he does yeah, he Yeah, isn't that so weird that they have all these like like dude, Mark Henry legends found, there? Mark Henry found Bianca Belair. Yeah, like it's so weird to me that they have all these legends there and they have all these like booking issues and continuity issues that's like that doesn't make sense to me. Like how the fuck can you have Arn Anderson? At one point, you had Tully Blanchard. You got Sting. You, had you got Malenko. Flair. You know, you got Malenko's there. You got Jerry Lynn there. Um, Serena Deeb is there. You have uh, Madison Rain there for the women. Like these, uh, Sarah Stock is there too, who's like another underrated performer. That like, like, how how do you have these like? Little nagging problems when you have those minds there to help you do your business. Shivani, JR, Taz. Like, dude, you got to like, they're not just names. You got to actually use their brains and kind of pick their brains and get some like ideas for your show, dude. He had William Regal and did nothing with them. Yeah, he had him. Even William Regal said he's like, I didn't think I was being brought in as an on-air talent. I yeah. thought I was going to be a behind the scenes guy. Bro, if I would have been able to sign William Regal, I would have been like, yo, here's Bro, the keys. And it's like, I get it. Here he's you young. Tony's young in the wrestling business, right? Obviously, like, you know what I mean? Like, we can say, do this, but to me, I instantly bring people, I, I bring in the team. Like, he seems like he does it all him. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, mm. I'm not saying it's hard, but if Vince McMahon, who didn't say no, Yes to anyone for the most part. If he can book these shows and granted towards the end, like there are some things we don't talk about, but like this is the dude who 
caved in on the Yes Movement, who caved in on Kofi Mania, like who made Brock Lesnar who he was, who made right. The Rock who he was. Like you can always shit on Vince, right? We could we could do a whole hour and a half episode on that, but like if Vince can do it and you're way more open-minded than he's ever been, you got to take advantage of that. So I guess ultimately bring in, bring in teams to help him create. And then the production stuff, like we said, like make the show feel important like WWE does with production. Not like yeah. look, don't look like an indie kind of thing. And it doesn't right. look like an indie, but I would say Dynamite's presented as takeovers back in the day. when they would go Like, to bro, them. when Randy came out last night and he – he stepped through the the little pathway or whatever. The fucking size of the screen that was behind him with the with the snake and the in my veins, like bro, that shit was that was a fucking incredible shot. When the camera pans back and you see Randy standing there, and that fucking giant fucking screen is behind him with all the colors and the red and the orange and the snake moving and the that's like bro, that's such a little not a little thing because I'm sure. It, it's a pain in the ass to put that screen up. And AEW has screens too, but bro, it's just the little things that they do yeah, to just kind of like make the, the wrestler look so like important and bigger than life. That's one of the things too. You got to make your people look like stars. And like the thing they're is, bigger than life. Like, And you know Tony I mean? does that at the pay-per-views. Like Jade, her last entrance at Double oh, or yeah. Nothing doing the Pretty Girl Walk and Swerve just recently at Full Gear. And obviously you don't go that, but Tony and Tony ain't cheap. Yeah. Pays for the final countdown. Yeah. Like Tony ain't cheap. I know and that man. Elton John cost him a pretty penny, bro. Yeah. Elton but, John probably cost him a lot of money. Bro, honestly, for what's me. Your answer? What's your answer? I would build my company right now around Hangman Adam Page and Swerve. I would I would have Hangman right now be like a goddamn like psychotic cowboy just give him a mic let him say whatever the fuck he wants to say let him go out there and have these tough physical matches put another belt on him swerve needs to be shot up into the main event scene which i think they're kind of pushing him towards that now i but got this something con- you on that this, yeah this continental classic is a little i'm still having trouble kind of like understanding everything about it um and there's some banger matches happening this week uh by oh. the way Fucking Eddie Kingston's wrestling Danielson on Saturday. So yeah, like I'm excited. And that's the thing too about AEW. It's like I'm always excited to see the show. And they rarely disappoint me, which is why I'm like so critical of them because bro, I want you to stick around. You don't have to be the number one thing, but I want you to fucking stick around and continue to like be there because it's it's a fun show, man. Like it really is. Yeah, I I I don't want to ever see him like, and this isn't a shot like an impact. I don't want him to have to get now. Tony has a lot more money, so I don't think they ever will. But I don't want it to phase because I love it. You know what I mean? I love it. Like if Double or Nothing comes to Vegas again this year, which it might, like there's a maybe a chance I go just because I have some other trips I have to make in the summer. But if it's right. financially suitable, like yeah, I'm in there. But I think Swerve. I don't know how they get there, but the main event of All In is going to be Swerve and Osprey. Swerve is champion. And again, World's End, another Saturday pay per view, bro. Yeah, like I get to go to the theater again. Yeah, and little things like that. I think 
cut down the pay-per-views, man. You have to cut down the pay-per-views. I don't care. I get it. You don't need everyone on the card. The thing is, is this revenue though, man. Like I, like, and I, I can understand why he's like trying to add more shows. At least it's oh, not like I, once a month. At least it's yeah, not I'm, like once a month. You know what I'm saying? But it's fucking yeah. revenue, bro. You're getting a couple million dollars yeah, off of those shows. But you don't need to have a thousand matches on the paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like last last show was pretty cool. Like I like that number that they had there for the I matches. I think it was it like was, eight. I think it was nine. Was it yeah. nine or eight? Might have been eight. Yeah, I think but it was eight. again. Perfect. Yeah, like, great. Everything had time. Everything was fluid. I was good. These thirteen match cards. No. And again, I'm I'm complaining, but I'm not because I I sit there and watch the whole show in the theater, and I have no problem. But it is like, bro, it's long. <laughs> it's so long. You know what I mean? And then they cut mat they cut time from the wrong matches when they do that shit. So, you know, not everybody has to make an appearance. And I think he's yeah. like starting to figure that part out. But yeah, man, that's what I would do. I would fucking build around my homegrown guys. Stop signing a bunch of people and just run the f- and keep putting on banger shows, bro. That's all you can do. Keep putting on these banging ass shows with great matches. That's all you can do, bro. Remember, they're supposed to be the alternative. They're not supposed yeah. to be like WWE light. Exactly. So all these people complaining about the blood and the this and the that, they're supposed to be different. Like, that's the whole purpose of and them why being would you around. want two of the same product? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the whole purpose of them being around. They're different. You know what I mean? So- I just think Tony's very prideful. And I'll, I don't think he'll accept. And I don't. Maybe I'm wrong for my take, but WWE is the number one company in the world, and they always will be, right? They might not always be the best in the moment because of matches, storylines. So you will, as an industry, as a business, you will never be WWE, just because yeah. of the history. Like we were saying, your kids, 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 kids watch you. You know what I mean? Like, think if he just takes that prideful step back. I got these talent, these young, phenomenal talent. You being number two is not bad. Especially when number one is WWE. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool to come around and only be around four or five years and you're like the number two company. Like there's it's, a lot of wrestling companies out there, dude. So Yeah. So I don't know. But I I think Tony will figure it out. I think he will, because that's in his avenue and yeah, I don't think he'll fail. <coughs> but right. Yeah, I think they got things to work on. Same with WWE. They got shit to work on too. Shit, last yeah. last night the first hour was commercial free, and then ten minutes in they had a thirty second commercial. Immediately they popped this commercial, and I'm like, nigga, this is a commercial. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, did you did you see the look? You could see it there, the Stardust figure. Yeah, they're like, bro, this is a commercial. What are you talking about? Commercial free? This is a goddamn commercial I'm watching right now. Makes no sense. So whatever, you know, they both have stuff to work on. Uh but again, WWE's a machine, bro. They throw stuff out there to kill time, and then they hit you with their important angles at the beginning and the end of the show. It's what it is. It's what it is, dude. It is. Everything else in between is going to be fucking Akira Tozawa dancing and doing this. Man, shit. We were sleeping Arm on our eating man. jelly rolls backstage. Like, this is what you want to see. Like, oh, dude, like, you can't tell me, you know, I always pop for our truth. I mean, I love R-Truth, but I'm like, it's just such a stark, like, that's the thing too, bro. It's like, there's people who 
like watch WWE again. There are people who watch WWE who don't like wrestling. You know that, right? They just like the spectacle, the entertainment. They don't actually like wrestling. They don't care about the moves. Yeah, it's the entertainment. There's people who genuinely don't give a fuck. And like, I love actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, when I see shit that looks quote unquote real, I'm like amazed. You know what I mean? When I see fucking, oh, yeah. when I see Hijo de Vikingo doing a six thirty, like that, something that you can't even imagine how a human can do that. Like I like seeing shit like that, and it's a spectacle, yeah. yes. But I also like seeing a technical wrestling match. Yeah, there's people who fall asleep during that shit. They don't care. And yeah. again, it's 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 your up to your discretion. But like, were, that's the difference. Yeah, people were watching wrestling for the bloodline, not the matches that yeah. Roman was doing. It was for like Sammy Uso, and he's not feeling so Usi right now. Like, right. Like yeah. You know, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says. Like I don't that, give a damn what the tribal chief say. I don't care that Roman's reaction. That's like a top ten reaction. Yeah, so good. And I and miss all that, man. I actually miss the actual bloodline shit. Like, right, I so feel like we're not getting bloodline shit anymore. So let me ask you something. I saw this rumor. I can't emphasize rumor enough that people close to Roman. Said that Roman slowed. Yes, he has a part-time contract, but slowed time more. One because of a. But long story short, look, we're looking at the very back end of Roman's career. They're bring. They're tying in the leukemia stuff. Like it, it oh. could be. Not saying like he's sick, sick again, but you know maybe, whatever. I mean that shit's a serious fucking disease, man. Who knows yeah. how you know. And I imagine it comes and goes, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows how like, it's affecting the guy? I don't I, even think about that. And people say that because it's like I'll say this, and I'm not saying that that rumor is right. I'm not at all because, like, Brock when Brock was part time, like when even when he was champion part time, like I, I think he was around more than Roman. I don't know. Well, maybe oh, we went. We went. I think it. I mean, I think it's pretty neck and neck though. Because we Brock, like bro, Brock was gone for like months at a time. We that shit was ridiculous, like, bro. Think about it. We went two and a half months without seeing Roman. Then we saw him because of Crown Jewel. He's obviously going to go to Crown Jewel because yeah. of the money for him and for the company. Oh, yeah. He wasn't at the Big Four show. And I bet you any money, I bet you we don't see Roman back on SmackDown. To include this week, especially with Rand- I say two weeks. Next week at the earliest we see Roman. And it's like like do you, do you think when he loses the title, like we could no, really... we're never gonna see that motherfucker again. I we'll hope never see they... him again. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I just kinda wanted your thought. Like, do you think there could be some truth to it? I mean, I can see that, especially... that's a that's a wild take to make. Yeah, especially with the leukemia angle. I never even really thought about that because he, you know, he just he came back and he was like, I'm I beat it and I'm healed and I'm ready to go. And he just came back and started, you know, doing his thing. And I haven't really thought about that. You never know how that shit could be, you know, kicking his ass on his off days or whatever. So and it could come in waves. I, I really don't know. So I could see how he's like on the back end of his career, like he's pretty much getting ready to do like, you know, another two, three years of this and then you know, be like super part time. He just might be like a big attraction that every, you know, 
maybe like once a year or maybe every other year or something pops up for something. You know what I mean? But I could see so, it, man. After this title reign, what does he need? He's won nothing. the Rumble. He's There's literally nothing. nothing. He's won the Royal Rumble. He uh, he went into the Rumble as champion. He's won the title multiple times. He's got the I longest think, reign think, of all this, time. I think this Mania is going to be eight time main event at WrestleMania. And there's going to be 40 of them. Titles, like, there's going to be 40 of them. I want to do some math here. There's literally nothing else for him to do. Yeah. Except lose I, the belts. Out of the 40, you got to think, out of the 40 WrestleManias, he's main evented eight of Because this year is going to be 40. He's main evented eight of them. Like, that's a lot. Wow. Most of all time. And that dude did not get on TV until 2012 with the Shield. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he's got it. But the kind of transition back on here. Um, I, I don't know how to take this. I think it's crazy, not in a bad way. But So I'll let you kind of explain this more. But the Brian Danielson situation. Not situation, but just I don't know how to word that. Yeah, so... Okay, so Brian Danielson, when this whole CM Punk thing happened, he put out a tweet. And I'll, I guess I'll read the tweet because I don't think. Oh, is this it? Yeah, this is it right here. Um, my dad always told me the right thing is often the hardest thing to do. It won't always make the most money. It won't always be the most popular, but it's still the right thing. Hashtag AEW heart emoji. So he posted that like randomly. And people were like, okay, the fuck is this? And now it turns out, according to Sean Rossap, that Daniel Bryan, well, that's not the right one. Uh, I don't even think I have the right one. So, do you want me to read it from my phone? Yeah, it's not here. I mean, I have it here on the phone, but I thought I had it uploaded. So, apparently, Sean Rossap is breaking the news that Bryan Danielson headed up the disciplinary committee. That ultimately decided to terminate CM Punk when uh, he had the issue with Jack Perry. And uh, that tweet is actually what he said to the talent when they were right about to make the decision. Like that's literally verbatim what he told them when they made the decision to release CM Punk or to, you know, fire him for cause or whatever it is you want to say. Um so that's a very interesting thing. I find what I find most interesting about that is the fact that that wasn't leaked by anybody ever. Like we found that out because Daniel Bryan tweeted that shit. So that tells me that that's a tight knit group that they have there. Whoever knew about that. I mean, if that's what he said to talent and that shit hadn't leaked out that he was on that committee then either they got some strict NDAs over there. Which I imagine so. Or they show some type of loyalty when it comes to that situation. Or, or, or three, Daniel Bryan has a shitload of respect in that locker room. Because nobody, oh, wanted, to, nobody wanted to betray that trust. He's literally, everyone says it, but he's the best in the world. Yeah, so... I just thought that was an interesting thing to put in there because yeah, there'll be um, no there'll be no Brian Danielson slander with that. No, 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 not at all. Again, Ain't no way. That's not allowed. 
In no way, dude. I really hope that, like, you know, again, they're doing this angle where this is, like, his last year or whatever. I really hope that if it is his last year, like, as an active wrestler, that he stays with the company and, like, helps them. Like, creative coaching, whatever. Like, just helping them trying to get better because I'd hate for him to just, like, disappear. I mean, again, I know he wants to spend time with his family and his kids and all that, and I respect that, too. But I would really hope that he's still somewhat involved in the company because they're going to suffer big time if he just leaves. I don't see a world where he's not involved with wrestling one way or another. Right. I just don't. Because even – well, I'm pretty sure he only became the SmackDown GM back in the day when he had to retire because he was still under contract. Right. Like I doubt he was clawing at the limbs to be the GM of SmackDown. Yeah, I know. He was good at it. He was great. Or to be on Talking Smack. Getting roasted by the Miz. That that'll always be a great promo between them two. Oh yeah. That's one of the that's one of the best ones. Yeah. For but sure. What did you think last night of Punk giving AJ Lee a shout out there? No, oh, it was cool. She'll probably pop back up in the Royal Rumble. I don't see why not. I want her to, but I'm not getting my hopes up because if I do She's like completely shredded, by the way. I know you, you know you say she what? looks great, so you've obviously seen the picture of her. She's shredded. She's got like a fucking twelve pack. You know, there's got to be something to it though, because you never heard of her because she was. Oh, Nick is frozen. Left. There he is. Am I good? No. But yeah, you're back. Punk left WWE in such bad terms, and she still was like for years the longest reigning Divas Champion. They didn't. Book, like book her terribly. They gave her a good send off, and uh, but she never did indies. Never even had a cameo in AEW. Yeah. Do you think she started her own promotion? Like she started that woman of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. So do you think maybe she's just not interested? I think she. I think we're gonna see her at Royal Rumble, bro. I think so. I think she's gonna pop up in the Royal Rumble because, um, just that. Sh- and and again, I'm not saying it just because of the shout out. It's just the fact that it's WWE. Like, why wouldn't she? Like, I don't think she was going to pop up at the Royal Rumble while Punk was, like, not there. You know what I mean? Like, because that still was, like, a bad terms kind of thing. So why would she, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure it was going to be weird for her to go back while her husband still has all these beefs or whatever. And then definitely when he was in AEW, like, why would she go to WWE to be in the Royal Rumble when her husband's in the other company. So now that he's back, I could see it. I'm doing some crazy booking here. Oh, shit. Just want your thoughts. AJ Lee turns at the Rumble. Punk wins the Rumble. I don't know how you get there, but what would your thoughts be at Elimination Chamber if Seth and Becky teamed up against AJ and Punk? I don't want to see that. No, I had I had to throw it out there. No, nah, that's cool. That's that's a cool. But I'm not into that. Like I don't even, want to even the Beth and Edge and I'm like like not into that shit at all. But another thing I don't like, I don't know if WWE's done in the past. They probably have. If you if I win the Rumble and I'm challenging you, we shouldn't even have a, a brawl. The first time we should touch is at the ring in WrestleMania. That's a big thing I like. And they did that with Cody and Roman, which I liked. But, like, if I challenge you that next, like, we can have our promos faces, but we don't need a tag match where I team with someone and you yeah. team with the other guy. Yeah. And, and even if they don't touch, like, no. Just 
you know, maybe help. I mean, cause- I get, sometimes I get why they do that. You know what I mean? Because it, it builds the anticipation, especially like if you tease the fact that they're going to fight and they never do, even though they're in the same ring. Like, I, I, I get it. But the intergender husband and wife versus husband, I, I can't. I'm like not interested in that shit at all. No, like the only time I really was, and it wasn't good, was last year at Chamber because it was Rhea and Beth, like two strong girls. Yeah. And even then, it was nothing. Right. I don't know, man, but going to the Mania route, because that seems to be the hot topic online with is Mania right now. Yeah. Matches. You know, I got huh? one thing here that was. I saw it pop up on Twitter. Speaking of going into Mania, and I, I hate to interrupt you, but usually we get the Hall of Fame inductions during WrestleMania. And I saw this, and wow, what a great fucking idea this would be. Like, I'm all for this. And I sent this into the chat, and I was like, dude, if they announce this, I never watched the Hall of Fame. I haven't watched the Hall of Fame in years. I I see little clips or whatever, but I've never watched it because I'm. You like, didn't watch. You didn't watch Takers. No, I didn't. No. I I just don't watch them, but I will one hundred percent watch that, and I will one hundred percent hear blubbering like a little bitch crying the whole time. I really will. Nothing wrong with it. No, but not to talk like depressing. But unfortunately, after Eddie Guerrero died, he went to the Hall of Fame that in the very next year. Yeah. So he yeah. passed away in November and April he was in. So yep. I think, honestly, you know why they have to, right? Extreme rules where he returned was in Philly. Oh, man. I feel like, and Philly's just such an intense crowd who loved Bray. Like those are, it's, it's just really, terrible. It's huh? terrible that he passed away and it's like an afterthought. Like we don't even, it's like it happened and it's like, all right, you know. It happened. Now we're all back to this. Like, Cody, CM Punk, hey, the world goes on. And I know life goes on. But I think that would be really dope if they announced this, like, who, who in the next couple of weeks. Braun and Redbeard? Is that who inducts them? Oh, yeah. Probably Braun Strowman, Eric Redbeard will probably, you know, maybe um, Brody's wife will be there, too, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, dude, that, that would be sick. But these are the matches I got going forward. Just yes or no, if you agree, when you can jump in right after I say it or at the end. But Roman Cody, you got Seth and Punk. I think you get Gunther and uh, Brock. Brock. Jay and Jimmy. I think that's going to happen there. I'll admit the women's is where I'm confused. Rhea and Becky Lynch has to happen. But they, see, I don't know what the fuck they're waiting for to do Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. Like, what the fuck are they waiting for? But, here, but now they're doing this whole Charlotte and Becky teaming up thing. Well, here's another thing now that I just, saw. Yeah. Okay, I got that. I got this one right here. So, yeah. This is it. the rumor that's up there. So, me, as much as I love Becky, and I love what if Becky and Rhea happens, won't be mad. I promise you won't be mad. But Becky's done the main event, like, women's thing. Right. I want to see change. But if it's in it, you won't hear me bitch at all. Like, if Becky won the Rumble and challenges Rhea, won't be mad. I want to see Becky and Charlotte go for the tag titles. Right? If they go that route. Just 
That like I'm I don't know against who. That's just what I'm just saying the big names. I think you bring Sasha in to be with Bailey and against the whole damage control thing. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. Bianca and Jade. Maybe Bianca beats EO for the title and Jade somehow. I'd like to see that. Like I'm just thinking like how I and then Rhea and See, who do you put Rhea with? A lot of people think Liv. Like, think that's going to be a thing. Why? Destroy I, I guess, her. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. And as much as I'm a Liv fanatic, I just... At Mania, would you rather see Bianca and Jade or Rhea and Jade? Yeah, Rhea and Jade was slap, bro. But Because I'd like to see what Jade's doing. Because she's apparently she's doing a lot of training. So Yeah, because um, Triple H said it in the press conference that there's no rush there. But you've yeah. got to think she's on me. Yeah. I don't know. See, what do you think is right you, now? Do, I think what do you like do with the women's division going into. Well, me? the thing is with with Sasha Mercedes. There's rumors that she's coming back or whatever, and I kind of see where they're kind of leading towards a horsewomen versus damage control thing. That would be dope. So that might be your. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that at Mania, um, but I I don't see why not. Um, but you so, kind of want to you want to you kind of want to have EO defending her title at Mania, which would make more sense to me. But I kind of see this horsewoman thing becoming a thing. Like they already got three out of the four. I don't see. I don't see EO being champion going into Mania. As mm. much as I'd be cool with it, EO getting a women's title match at Mania would be dope. Yeah. Now that you said it, I'd rather see the four horsewoman thing. Yeah. And then Sasha comes back. Fucking you have their fourth member there. They go after damage control. I can see it. Okay, so you go that route. So who fights Bianca? Say Bianca's champion. I'm just speculating Bianca beats EO. Because it would be EO, Kyrie, Asuka, and Dakota Kai would hopefully be cleared by then. Right? Yeah. Okay, so Say Bianca's champion, right? Because if it's none of them, Bianca's champion, right? So Bianca and Rhea are champion. Who challenges them? I would guess that if you got your horsewoman tied up, I would guess that yeah, is one of them. I mean, I don't know if I want Jade and Bianca or Jade and Rhea. I think... I hate to be that guy, but I think they'd go the more obvious Jade Bianca route. I think Bianca would be better because I think she's a little more athletic than Rhea is. Rhea's great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But Bianca's a little more athletic, and Jade is super athletic, so I think they would like mesh together better. But who fights Rhea? So who fights Rhea? Because even if you think NXT... You got plenty of women on the roster. They could go with um, Tiffany Stratton. They could call her up. Um, Raquel's dead. Like Raquel's, they, they, they fucking they fucked the only that thing up. You, I they don't want Nia. Up. I don't want Nia. We don't want to deal with a Nia Jax uh, injury mania moment. We don't want to deal with that. So, uh, unless, and although unless, that's probably what's gonna fucking happen. There's a hot take. I don't know where. Well, wait. Did Alexa? No, wait. Did Alexa Bliss have her kid? I don't think so. I think she's still pregnant. Let me see, because what if Alexa Bliss was in that dwell period? 
She's not beating Rhea Ripley, bro. I wouldn't. I can't buy. I can't buy her little five foot ass beating Rhea Ripley. Dude. Yeah, no, she's not due till December. So soon. There ain't no way. That's the thing, because if it's not one of the horsewomen, no, no. Here's the thing. I don't. I think we're speculating. Rhea has to lose that mania. I'm trying to figure out who. There's really nobody. They don't have anybody have like threat. set up to beat her. Like they have nobody. Unless you do, unless you get Shayna, like you really on Keegan good. Knox, you could build up Shayna Baszler again, but you like you've made her basically disappear into the background. Even though they gave her a prominent position in the header of the new like theme of the Monday Night Raw, which was cool, but she wasn't even on the fucking show. <laughs> so like. I think- as much as I love the four horsewoman thing. See, is Sasha under con- Mercedes? Is she under contract? I'm not sure. And the thing is, too, she got injured. So I don't know if they do that shit where they add your injury time to your contract. I don't know. Unless WWE thing. New Japan works something out. They, yeah, they work some deal out or whatever. But why would you, as, as New Japan, why the fuck would you want to give up that big a star? Like, I'd be like, nah, you're going to work your contract, bro. Do you think CM Punk coming back kind of raises an eye for Mercedes herself? Oh, yeah. You saw that she changed that thing in her bio. So in her Instagram bio, it says, look in my eyes. Like where it has yeah, her but name. She's always been good at like working people, though. Yeah. So a lot of people were making kind of a big deal about that. So. I don't know, bro. I know yeah, Punk no, has his fans. Took that down. Oh, okay. Yeah, Punk definitely has his fans. He has his, uh, you know, his supporters and shit. So there's definitely a uh, a bunch of wrestlers who are very fond of him. I heard him and Kofi were like hugging backstage and shit. And CM Punk posted about that. So he's got fans. You know what I'm saying? It's just. I don't, I don't, I can see where she'd be like, oh, he's back. I bet if he talks to her and tells her, hey, come back. Everything's cool here, whatever. I just want to see where this whole CM Punk thing is going to end up. Like, is this going to end up in, is this going to end badly? Or is he going to get, or is he going to actually compete these, complete these three years? So let's do this. August 2021, Punk debuts, like September 1st of 2022. Brawl out happens. And pretty much it goes downhill from there, right? We can all yeah. say it does because he comes back for what? Two months, June to like August. November of 2024. What do you, what's your no shit prediction of CM Punk? Whether he's a champion, whether it's just where do you think he's at booking? Where do you. So this time next year. Now, mind you, there's already speculation it's Punk, it's Seth. And then there are Sports Illustrated reported it. And they're usually kind of spot on with this shit that there are plans for him and Rome. So with knowing those facts. This is this is my thing too. Wouldn't you be tight if you were Seth Rollins? Like, wouldn't you be fucking tight that you they made this belt for you, whatever, and now you're gonna have to fucking drop this belt to fucking CM Punk who shit on your company and blah 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 and did all this and now he's coming back and of course he has to feud with you and then like you're gonna drop your belt to him now, like I think you he he'll feel that, but 
my man said for years he's always wanted to main event WrestleMania. And to be real, if he doesn't do it with Punk, I don't think he'll ever do it. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it. I could be wrong. But if they'll say there was a hot woman storyline, like, look, the tag titles main evented in WrestleMania last year. So Triple H is clearly going to do what's the hotter storyline. Yeah. I'm not saying it'd be guaranteed, but you got a better chance of Seth and Punk main eventing than Seth and Gunther. And then the thing too, you gotta you gotta think if they have the they have WrestleMania, that means that Seth uh that means that CM Punk has to hold that shit all the way till November. To I don't see if, I don't know, bro. Because if he goes with Roman, you gotta think that's SummerSlam, right? Because that's their second biggest show. Bro, they can't do Roman Punk. They can't. Cody has to be the one no, to take I'm that saying, fucking vote I'm, I'm saying Cody wins at Mania. Punk wins at Mania. Roman challenges. I think we're not going to see Roman for a while after he loses, bro. Well, Mania's in April and SummerSlam's in August. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm, it's. I think he's going to be gone for quite a while. Like I would say, like a year. I don't think we're going to see Roman for a while. Okay. Yeah, I just think he's going to, if he loses that belt, he's just going to be gone for like a minute. I don't know, but what do you see in a year? I personally, a year from now. I think everything will be good, but I definitely think between now and 365 days, there's a hiccup. Not a suspension. There's some negative publicity about Punk in somehow, some way. I don't see it being sunshine and rainbows for a whole year. I'm going to say that this time next year, he will be coming back from an injury. Damn. He will be, he will be just coming back off of like an injury. He'll be back like a week or two. Yeah, two Like an injury. He did have two injuries in AEW. Yes, he did. Yes, he I, did. Bro, this is just... WWE, like I said to you in a text, they got handed a layup. They booked this show to be in Chicago before oh, yeah. he was He was under... He was happy in AEW. Yep. Like they got and we handed said it all along. As soon as we realized that this shit was in Chicago, we were like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And he was fired. I mean, yeah, it's like, dude, they, really? So, I don't want to say we called it, but... You know, we have been talking about that shit for quite a while. I think a lot of people kind of put that, to be fair, I think a lot of people kind of put that, you know, puzzle piece together when they heard that shit was in Chicago. So it's kind of just like, do you think this was, all right, between this and Cody, which one did you think was more obvious? Like Cody coming? Obvious? Definitely Cody. Yeah, Cody. yeah, definitely Cody. Even though Cody was like, it's like not really obvious, but we were like, who? Else? We were like, if it's not Cody, this is gonna be a tremendous fail. So we kind of like, especially us who are constantly on the internet and shit. Like the people who weren't on the internet, I'm sure they were like completely taken aback. But those of us who like kind of knew the little scuttlebutt, we were like, yo, it's gotta be Cody, bro. It's gotta yeah. be. And you know what? I envy people like that. Think about that. There's a, yeah. a guy, girl out there that has nothing to do with social media wrestling who watches WWE, say just WWE even, every week, and was like, holy fuck, CM Punk's back. Yeah. 
And like, we reacted like that, and we read every dirt sheet. We watch every show every week, and we were taken back. Yep. Sometimes I, I wish I was. I definitely know, <laughs> for sure know that there. And like you said, you have friends of yours that were like, oh, I'm going to watch Monday because he's back. Like, And they haven't watched wrestling in years. There's plenty of people like that. Yeah. We were talking about it today. They were like, yeah, I guess I understand the promo long-term thing. But you know the one thing they pointed out? That crowd sucked with CM Punk. Oh, that crowd was terrible. That dude, national he, crowd is, should be ashamed yeah, of itself. Oh, oh, dude, he came out watching live. I don't know. Did you see his whole entrance and everything? Like you saw the yeah. whole. So, dude, he came out. He didn't even get a CM Punk chant in his entrance. Like that's like that's like wrestling 101. Yeah, that crowd was terrible, bro. And that then, um, where it was really I think he saw one CM Punk chant during. Like I, and they, that's because and that's because he had to spell it out for them. And like, you know what was that? They panned to the crowd. WWE did the right thing. Panned to the crowd. Everyone was just like this. And it's like. That's one of the most annoying things. Like, I, I And listen, I go to live shows. I do take video. I do take pictures. But, bro, there's people who sit in the front row and they're like this. The whole show. You see them just there recording the phone. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you going to go? You're going to go home and watch that fucking video on your phone? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I record entrances and that's it. Yeah, I no, and don't get me wrong. I record certain things. I see, you know, one of my favorites come out. I do a little recording, but to sit there the whole show like this with your phone like that, and you're just recording like, fuck, what yeah, are you doing? He, he got dealt a shit crowd. Yeah, that crowd was awful, bro. And it was really obvious during um, uh, even Randy the, uh, to start the show, he didn't get much. Yeah, it was really obvious during the um. The tag team match, like when Indusher came out, those people didn't give a fuck about them, bro. Oh. They did not give a fuck. These people came out to silence. Well, to be fair, yeah, but dude, I mean, I wasn't expecting like a big pop for Veer and Sanga, but at least you know, react, do something, that make means- some kind of noise. You know, you know what's nuts? If done right, oh, I thought of you last night. Fuck what I was gonna say about that. Someone tweeted it, and this is why I hate wrestling like fans online because it was a great tweet. Someone's like, I think you're going to have DIY win, and since their face is celebrating, an AOP makes their return. I thought they were going to come out last night. you see the thing? Like, on the pro, there was a report going around that AOP and is it Gallus? Is that how you say it? Yeah. We're like on the program for the WWE stuff that weekend. And it's no like. Shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were on the program for Survivor Series, weren't they? Yeah, I think that WrestleVotes page tweeted it. Let me let me pull it up quick. I thought I did see that. I thought I did see that that uh, AOP was definitely on the card for not on the Aries. card, but like I'm told the Survivor Series official event program features two noticeable teams. One being Gallus, as no other NXT group or superstars included. The other noteworthy team included in the program is Akum and Razor, formerly known as Authors of Pain. Seems both could be headed to TV shortly. And I'm pretty sure AOP got re-signed. Wasn't that reported like five months ago? Wow. That I mean, I I you're the one who told me about it, that they got That's re-signed. Good. Damn. I, that I'm, I'm not sure about. I was always marked for AOP. I'm not going to lie. They had a I cool entrance. I mean, yeah. you know. Did they get released? Sure did. That was they were one of those big. Oh, uh, they were, they were part of named that first, one of that okay. that big first or second wave of releases yeah, that COVID, like two COVID years release. ago. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say I liked them. AOP was good. 
that was so crazy, bro. How the fuck do you release Keith Lee, Malachi Black? Like, how the fuck, bro? Murphy. <laughs> That's so hey, crazy. Hey, you know, it's not some of these dudes from AEW. They're three because like, most wrestling is three-year contracts are coming up. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's going to be a lot of that shit. There's going to be a lot of talk about FTR. and Andrade, I think, is the only one that's going to go back. Andrade is, I don't know, bro. I think uh, I think FTR is going to end up back in WWE at some point. The Revival will end up back there. I, don't, I, just, I, think- I just hope that they're paying attention to their good friends, the Good Brothers, to see how they're being used on TV before they decide to jump back into the family. I think the only two that will are Anjade and Malachi. And I think Malachi mostly because his relationship with Triple H and like his wife is obviously. His wife is there, yeah. Yeah. So like I see like I bet you when Mal I bet you Triple H has already had conversations with him. Could be. Yeah, Malachi seems like he's been wanting to go back for a while, which kind of sucks because I really like House of Black and that whole aesthetic. I do too. But Man, you know, these guys are gonna do what they they're gonna do whatever's best for them, man. So at the end of the day, man, we say it all the time, money talks. That's right. Money talks. Like I guess let me let me let me test you here and then we can wrap it up. Would you would you rather be uh you could pick whatever company, I guess, but the scenario is would you rather make more money and be like Barely used and stuff like that. Or would you rather make less money but like be like an upper mid card main event talent? But we'll say you're making like five million and you're kind of there. Or God damn. Or you're making or you're making like two mil, but you're used. I mean at that point it's Bro, it's three million dollars. Kind of, kind of ne- negligible. I saw a very, I saw a tweet similar to this, and it was, I think this is probably the better question because if you're talking about two and five million, like it's millions of dollars, bro. I mean, two and five, uh, it's kind of, kind of the same, even though it's not really. But I saw a version of this question a couple of days ago, and it was, if I remember correctly, it was, would you rather be a mid Carter in AEW or the world champion in Impact Wrestling? And I said, I want to be fucking world champion in Impact Wrestling. Are you fucking kidding me? It's not even close. Like, See, it's not I, even I, close. What's the money? For me, it's not even close. See, so I'm a big money guy. I'll admit money talks to me. No, money, money's not even on the table. So I'm making the same this as you, just, you, you Let's say you're making probably the same shit. Would you rather be the world champion in Impact TNA Wrestling or would you rather yes. be like a if bottom I'm, mid-card guy in AEW? If I'm making the same money in a situation like that, yes, I want to be the world champion. Yeah, man, there's no there's no Now if it was mid-card, no now if it was mid-card AEW but I was making significantly more money, I would pick that. Yeah, of course money, you know, when you're AEW is not going to be able to I mean Impact's not going to be able to compete money-wise with AEW, I don't think. Well, that's a lot. As far as they can pay their people. That's a so. lot. Did you hear what Impact said about CM Punk? Well, yeah, I'm sure at first CM Punk, they would have thrown the fucking checkbook at him for well, sure. I, I wouldn't think Impact had money like that to get a CM Punk. 
Yeah, they. I'm sure they would have talked. I'm sure they talked to their um. What's that? Anthem Sports. I'm sure they talked to their owners. Hey, listen, if we get this guy, it's gonna be worth it. Let's give him, dude. It's gonna be worth it. Let's give him this money. I'm, so I'm sure I'm they got. How you know. much longer Trinity has there? Because it seems like Impact does like short deals. Yeah. <clears throat> People who work at Impact are very loyal, dude. They're very loyal to that company. They treat them very well. Yeah, over. you never hear a bad thing about Impact. No, they treat their. I mean, there's. Look, Jordan, didn't Jordan Grace get an NXT contract and she stayed dude, with Impact? Jordan Grace could have gone wherever she wanted to go, and she went back to Impact. Like, I'm pretty sure Deanna Perrazzo is going to resign there. Or do you think she makes her way back to WWE? Because I'll admit, she's one that was, like, barely used in NXT. They brought her up to the main roster in June, and she made her – she's – I think she's one of the biggest people, besides, like, a Zack Ryder that got released from WWE and made a big name for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely – she she's got a name for herself out there now. So I'd love to see her on a bigger stage because I don't really – I love her as a wrestler, and I don't really get to see her that much. I love her as a wrestler and as an Italian, you know, so – Oh yeah. Right. Uh, I think that's gonna do it for us. Just to sum this podcast up, crazy time in the wrestling world. CM Punk's back in WWE. As Dave mentioned on TV, as Lou started the show, hell is frozen over. We got that in the WWE side of things. We got the Continental Classic in AEW, potential world title change, still big signing over there with Will Ospreay. Can't cannot brush that under the floor. There's a lot going on in wrestling right now. And it's crazy because this is supposed to be the boring time in wrestling. The winter, right. the holidays is when it's supposed to suck. Now, between now and the end of January, I think we've just got one big show, the AEW pay-per-view. WWE's got nothing until the Rumble. Yeah, um, And it's nuts. So pretty much, I thought, until last Saturday, I thought, I think I even said on the show, you can chill with WWE for a little bit. Focus on AEW because the Continental Classic, that ends the end of December. You can easily hop back in WWE for the world. And now it's like, well, now I'm watching everything again. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, Doug, uh, again, I was so hyped to watch Raw. And when CM Punk came back, I was like, oh, that's it. Monday Night Raw now is a must-watch show. I have to watch that shit every Monday. I don't think I'm going to do that. Going off of what they did last week, I'll tune in next week and I'll see how it goes for the first hour and a half or whatever. But if it's more fucking, I, I'm not, dude. I'm not watching Okira Tozawa dance. I'm not watching that. That match was terrible, bro. That Which Alpha Academy and and DIY. I was like actually excited. I was like, oh shit, okay. Okira Tozawa was good. You know, Otis is good and DIY is DIY. Let's fucking let's go. <coughs> Dude, that match was fucking awful. It was the so Kree bad. Brothers, the Kree brothers made it. Yeah, I mean, it was so bad. Like, I was so disappointed by that goddamn show. No, I so. think until they do something noteworthy, I'm going to tune in just for segments. If I know Punk's opening the show, I'm going to... Because here's the thing. Everything's on Twitter. So no. you can just refresh Twitter and... They'll be like, all right, CM Punk's coming on next. Like, immediately after it happens, when they go to commercial, they post a clip on Twitter now. So it's That's like... The the Raw's good when it comes to their main event shit. I want to see what Seth's doing now. I want to see what Cody and this Cody Nakamura. I want to see Punk. Like, I want to oh, see... Oh, that, that I did like. I did like the red mist in the face. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I thought he should have beat him up a little bit after that instead of just standing there. But you know, like whatever. I'll tune in. I don't know when the match is, but I'll tune into the Creed Brothers Judgment Day match. But like besides that, like Gunther and Miz, they're running that back. I really don't care to rewatch yeah, that. Dude, if Miz didn't win the first time, he's not going to win again. For real. Um, but, no, wait. Actually, I got one last question. Then then we'll go. I promise. We keep talking about Gunther's title reign. Does Gunther, is Brock the one to beat him? No. Because if Brock's not, then you got to build someone up amazing. I would, I would, they should really do the Chad Gable thing. So it would really help Chad Gable. That would fucking make, but they got to, like, because now you got to think this isn't happening until May, June at the earliest. Because May right. is in April. Yeah, but that's the thing. If Brock's not the one to do it, you got to build someone good. It's not going to be Brock because then you're going to have to put the Intercontinental title on Brock, and then someone's going to have to beat Brock to take that fucking belt off him because he's not going to want to fucking. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to want to be Intercontinental Champion, bro. But that's the thing. Like, but if it's not Brock, which I agree, I don't think it should be. You gotta build someone good. Yeah, like the storyline has to be good at least. The only one I could see really right now is um, Chad. If they build him back up again, because they kind of like we're building him up, and then they beat him, and then that was it. Unless after Mania, you do a really good build with like Carmelo Hayes or Braun Breaker. Okay. Or Ilya Dragunov, you bring him up. That'd be a good way to bring him up. Yeah. You could do Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. I don't know. We, we can I, I believe that. He beat him once before. But he beat up Walter. Big boy Walter. But, all right, that does do it. I'll plug us first so I can get us out of here. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Nick Anicelli. But most importantly, follow the show on our YouTube page, Wrestling is Trash. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Throw your thoughts out there. There's a lot going on in the wrestling world right now. Please let us know what you think. Um, if you more of the audio version on the website, you can close the browser and still listen at randomrob.com. You know, got to get the fo- godfather of the podcast out there. Anywhere podcasts can be found, we're out there. Just, you know, make sure you're listening, tuning in, Twitter, Wrestling Be Trash. But most importantly, I have to reemphasize again the YouTube. Wrestling is trash. Follow it. YouTube, Lou, plug us and take us home. Oh, yeah. So... Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of another episode of Wrestling is Trash. Thank you so much for joining us on this epic journey. We thank you so much for viewing this podcast or listening to it, however you take this content in. We appreciate you. You already know, Lou from the BX, go to Wrestling is Trash on Instagram. Click on the link. From there, you will get all our content ready and able for you to check out. So until then, ladies and germs, we thank you. We appreciate you. And as always... Enjoy wrestling.